celebrate your Christian holiday. Jesus. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what have you been watching? What have we watched? We, well, we just had to postpone this recording because we were busy watching the most recent episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. on Disney+. Plus. Are you, like, your big Captain America fan? I like him. I love Falcon. I'm more of an Iron Man person. Same. Same. Mm -hmm. See, I mean, we've seen all the movies. We've seen all the movies a hundred times. And the ones I couldn't, I cannot watch Captain America, the original one. So darn boring. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, we liked, I liked Winter Soldier. I liked Civil War, but he is just not, out of all the Avengers, he's not up there on my list. So I was like, I don't know, Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm actually enjoying this, even though there's some parts that like my kids have to clue me in because I obviously didn't pay that close of attention in the <laughs> Captain America movies. So, but it's an entertaining. It's like watching a movie just in parts, which is kind of cool. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched the documentary The Last Blockbuster on Netflix. Oh that, yeah, that was really good. It was very nostalgia. I love that one. Oh. You know what I haven't told that I watched? I watched it a while ago, too. Kid 90 on Hulu. The Punky Brewster, oh, Slay Moon Fry one. It was like watching my high school on a freaking documentary. Like, my high school years. I mean, for a documentary, it felt very rehearsed. It felt like there was. it was very scripted. Because I guess she just carried a camera around all the time. So she has all this great footage from parties and crap from when she was a teen that are super interesting and if they'd got more into that but it's just it was seen very self-serving and very scripted hmm. i'm just gonna lay it out there sorry punky um i never really liked her that much you know why because i was insanely jealous of her because i'm pretty <laughs> sure that she dated eddie Furlong for like a hot minute she did she did. Okay, and I loved him. Loved him. And, yeah, that's why I didn't like her. I mean, it's nothing personal, so I was just a jealous bitch. Well, okay, spoiler, which is all, it's already all over the news anyways, but she goes in-depth into the fact that she lost her virginity at 18 to Charlie Sheen, who was 30. I, and, and she still talks lovingly about how wonderful it was and how wonderful a person he is, and it almost sounded like she was still really into him. And, oh, problematic, problematic problematic so mm-hmm. you think she was really 18 and that I don't what think, people I say do, i do not for a second because yeah. like she had that whole thing like back in the day that she was like the virginity train and she was like what like they did to britney spears where they like yes everybody asked her just because you know she had big boobs mm-hmm. are you still a virgin and blah, blah, blah which nobody should ask a young woman right. that anyways right so she was like yep yeah, nope i'm just waiting for marriage blah 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 I don't believe that she was 18 when yes. she got with Charlie Sheen. Because I had read a little bit about it, too. And I believe that is what when they told people right. that they got together because that then it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing, I mean, explore your sexuality at a consenting age whenever right. you like. He was 29, 30 years old. That's my yeah. problem right uh, there. I agree. That I seemed... Okay. Anywho, um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> took a weird turn. Sorry, yeah, guys. Sorry. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, I actually had to write down what I watched. Yay, I you watched, watched a lot. Yeah. Yes. Because I was on vacation, you guys. My kids and I finished the first season of The Mandalorian. Yay. Did you and like it? so good. It yes. So good. I love it. I love it. My son is now obsessed with oh, Mandalorian. Oh, good. Obsessed. Good. And... 
then because we had just mentioned it in the last episode, I had the Mighty Ducks stuck in my head. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, damn it, I want to watch the Mighty Ducks. So we watched the Mighty Ducks and we watched Mighty Ducks 2. And I guess we'll watch Mighty Ducks 3 sometime because why the hell not? They're great movies. I love them now just like I loved them back then. Just a feel good movie. I haven't watched the series yet. Have you started that yet? No, haven't watched that yet. I I, I, I heard it's I, I heard it's very Cobra Kai where the ducks are the oh, bad yeah. guy are the ducks and the bad guys. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I want to watch that. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll see where the life takes us. I also watched the Cecil Hotel. Well, I had oh, like yeah. things I watched while the kids were awake and then what I watched when the kids went to sleep. And I watched the Cecil Hotel documentary Yay. and that place is skeezy as fuck. What do oh, you think of the manager? God. She's like my favorite person ever. I liked her. I thought she was great. I know people like think she's creepy or suspicious. Yeah. I didn't at all. I was just like, this this bitch is hard ass. She is just like, yeah, I worked at some skeezy ass hotel and I got stories for you. I thought she was great. She was me if I wore pearls. Like that was like pearls and heels. If I was, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Come over here and let me spill the tea about right? the Cecil, you guys. I thought she was great. I, I liked her too. <laughs> and I have started watching American Horror Story 1984. Oh, that's good too. Which I couldn't believe that I hadn't seen it before. And because I was just going to go back and watch Apocalypse because I just love, I love that Apocalypse. season. That's it's so such good. a good season. And it queued up to 1984. And I was like, I, don't, I never saw that one. So I watched that. And oh my gosh, it's just such a it's fun It's so campy. Season. It's great. Yes, it's great. It is. I, I am really enjoying it. I'm about halfway through it. I'm sorry, but Billy Lord is just, oh, she's perfection. She is so She's amazing. so good. Just, she's so oh, funny. I love, she's just, I love oh, her. I love her. She's gorgeous. I just love her. Yeah, she's oh. great. Hi, everybody. Welcome to That So Original Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm here with Tiffany. What's up, Tiffany? Same old, same old. All right. All right. If you have not checked out our Facebook page recently, you need to because breaking news, everybody, <laughs> about Bridgerton Season 2. No reggae Jean page. And how are they going to do this without Simon? Well, I was reading some stuff right before we started where I guess in a past interview, like a while back, he was told it was a one season arc. It was going to be a limited series. So pretty much he never signed on to do the rest. So this was like a career kind of jump off for him. And he's like, bye guys, I got things to do. So no kidding. Well, good for him because that's a sinking ship if you want my honest opinion. And without him, it's... Mm-mm. I think people are going to revolt, but I also yeah. think people are still watching Grey's Anatomy. and That's true. Why? I think people who like that kind of thing like that kind of thing no matter what, and they're just going to keep watching it. Um, no shame, just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> okay, we are going to try out something new here today. Instead of doing one episode or even two episodes like we did with a teacher, we are going to try to cover episodes two through five of TED because this show is just so good that I honestly think we could do hour and a half episodes on every episode and they're like 30 minute episodes. There's just so much to talk about, but we're going to try to condense it. 
we'll see how it goes. We may only get through two episodes in this one and then call it good for the day. We'll just kind of see how it, how it goes. What do you think? Yeah, and I honestly don't think we can do it justice. You no. just have to go watch it. It's not something we can make fun of like we do with just about everything else. So, no. It's just so pure. It's so I pure. love it. And I've been watching it with my kids. Me too. There's a lot of profanity, but they don't care about profanity. And then the sexual innuendos are so... Well, they're either so overt that, like, my kids don't really get it. Like, they'll literally talk about blowjobs, and my kids are like, I don't, we don't, I don't know what that is. And, or they're just these sexual undertones that they also kind of go over their heads. So, it, it's been working out well, as far as that goes. <laughs> I have teens who think it's hilarious, so there you go. Not quite there yet. Um, All right, well, do you want to take us through episode two, which is titled Biscuits? Sure. So this is Ted's first day of coaching, and his big plan is he's going to win everybody over. The entire club, he needs to win everybody over. So he starts by bringing Rebecca some cookies, also known as Biscuits. Ha! The title of the episode. And he says he's going to do it daily. He's going to have Biscuits with the boss. And she's like, uh, yeah, no, not necessary. We don't need to do that. I don't want to spend mornings with you. And he's like, mark this down as the first time we disagree. Wait a second. Second time. Tea is horrible. Absolute garbage. Water. Don't know why y'all keep doing that. Made me laugh so hard. She's like, I don't have time for biscuits with the boss. And she's like, but you're going to show up with biscuits tomorrow, aren't you? And he's like, uh, yep. <laughs> so Ted immediately finds out at this first practice, what do they call it? Training. They call, they call it training, not practice. Yeah is the team is not working together. Jamie Tart is such a fool, and he's all about being the star. Captain Roy hates him, and Sam from Nigeria, who is just so sweet, hasn't really found his footing since moving here, and he's kind of homesick. He's, you know, he misses being home with his team in Nigeria, his family in Nigeria. One of the first scenes is he misses a pass or something, and he's really upset because Jamie, like, kind of dogs him out. Ted calls him over and says, Sam, come here. He's like, you know what the happiest animal on earth is? A goldfish. Because it's got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish. And I was like, I freaking love that. I know. Just, it's over with. Let it go. Move on. Yep. Oh, so good. <laughs> I don't know where this is in the story, but Jamie at one point says, cheers and ted comes back with night court and i freaking (laughs) i guffawed is what i have in my notes because it's so good ted decides he's going to implement a suggestion box that nathan and his niece made it's adorable adorable my god i love Nathan. it's a craft project it's wonderful so he implements this suggestion box so anything they are unhappy with they can put into the suggestion box Then Ted and Beard go out to the pub to read what's in the suggestion box. And every note in there just says wanker. And then one says, I hope you choke on a Big Mac. And Beard's like, good thing it's anonymous. And he says, no, Roy signed that one. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that Beard's response of Roy. (laughs) So cute. Um, One of the suggestions, one of the only decent suggestion is that the water pressure in the shower is is terrible. And he's like, all right, well, that's something we can work with, okay? (laughs) 
this scene. Oh my gosh, this made me laugh so hard, made my kids laugh so hard. Ted is still trying to bond with Rebecca, and he's like, come on, you know, we gotta have biscuits every day. Hey, I'm going to lunch with Higgins, and we're gonna have salads. And Higgins says, Caesar, you later. Or Caesar, <laughs> something. Caesar, you later. I'll, I'll Caesar you later. Yeah. <laughs> and Ted had walks out the door and comes running back in, bams that door so hard because he is just so thrilled with that freaking pun. My kids screamed because it was so unexpected and they thought he was like going to yell or something or like be mad. And he's like, what is he doing? And I'm like, he's so happy that Higgins made a pun that this just like made his whole life. It was adorable. I like when Rebecca says, I can't just have you waltzing in here. And he was like, well, what if I soft shoe? I know. And he's <laughs> running man. At a press conference, it comes out that Rebecca's husband, another one of his mistresses has come forward saying that she dated him for like five years while Rebecca and Rupert were married. Rebecca's reeling from that, which makes her hate Ted even more because he's her way to get back at Rupert. And when he comes in, he's like, oh, I got this care package from my son. Here, I want to give you one of these army men to keep you safe. From the tabloid reporter, we can just aim it at him. It was adorable. He says, oh, and yeah, and I got this jar of barbecue sauce for my son because everyone needs a food that reminds them of home. And Rebecca just kind of looks longingly at those biscuits. Like, that remind that's something that reminds her of home. Or She doesn't want to admit it, but she freaking loves these biscuits. And she is on a mission to find out where Ted is getting them from for her every day. She sends Higgins off to figure it out because she's got to have these biscuits. So Ted decides he's going to throw a birthday party for Sam. He's, you know, he hasn't really found his footing here in the team, but they find out that it's his birthday. So, or it's coming up, he's going to be 20, so they decide they're going to throw him a birthday party. They let, get Sam out of the room, and then they, he says to all the players in the locker room, Nathan has made another box. This one has a face on it. And everybody needs to pitch in for a gift for Sam. Jamie is not going to pitch in. He's not going to give any money, but he does shove some gum in there because he's a dick. Using it for Sam's birthday, which I thought was so cool, is they bought him a bunch of traditional Nigerian food and snacks and gave it to him so that he could have that little taste of home. And Ted tries to give him one of the army men. He says, "Here, my son gave these to me, and I would like to give you one." And he's like, "Okay, um, I don't want to offend you, but..." I don't want this. <laughs> you know, my country and colonialism. Yeah, yeah he's like, we don't really um, have the affinity for the army that you guys have. <laughs> he's like, ah, yeah. Yeah, good it. point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> so Ted, this whole time, is trying to figure out a way to motivate Jamie and get him involved with the team. And Rebecca suggests that he go to Keeley because she's the only one that has any sway with him. And she's like, hmm, and if I could get you with Keeley... I could maybe do something here. Keely lets him know that Jamie is not really motivated by anything. Oh, but maybe, what'd she say? He's motivated by blowjobs. Yes. Yeah, that was the part. <laughs> and Ted's like, um, what's this, What's maybe the second thing he's motivated by? And she's like, well, praise. That works for him. When Ted has gone to look for a way to motivate Jamie, he finds Keely at a photo shoot and she has these claws on because she's dressed as a lion and she asks him to help her eat because she can't do anything with these fancy paws on. So he's like feeding her a burger and while that's happening, this crappy tabloid photographer is taking photos of them. It looks very intimate because like Ted is wiping ketchup off her face well, it turns out Rebecca has hired this guy to get these photos to make Jamie mad because she sucks. 
So now we are finally, 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 finally at the first game. And the fans are cheering, wanker, 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 because they hate Ted so much. And, of course, they lose four to one because Jamie tried to be all about him because he's a dick. Mm -hmm. But the announcers say the only bright spot was from Sam because Sam was feeling so good about his teammates, you know, being there for him. He actually did well. Did you notice the way these announcers hold their microphones? What is this weird British nonsense? No, I didn't notice. They don't have a, a microphone like newscaster or a sports person was. They have it in their mouth. They like hold it up like oh, it's yeah. in their mouth. It's oh, really... yeah. There's like a box. Thing. Yeah. Like, maybe to cut down on how much outside noise there is, like fan noise and cheering and stuff like that. It's so weird. I don't know. I don't know. So after the game... Everybody's like, oh, we lost. But Ted brings them some music and cake for Sam's birthday and they start to dance. And people are like, well, we lost. We shouldn't be celebrating. We lost. And that just pisses Jamie off. He's like, oh, I'm out of here. Screw you guys. We see Roy go in to take a shower. And as he goes in, the water pressure is amazing. And he is thrilled. Another player comes in and just gets blasted in the face. <laughs> like it's a fire hose and falls on the floor. And Roy's like, yeah, new gaff to fix the water pressure. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Should let you know. <laughs> so Ted pulls Jamie aside, asks him to come into the office and says, I need to let you know that you are one in a million. You are probably the best player I've ever seen. But I don't want you to forget when you're out on the field, you're one in 11. And... If you could realize that and turn me into us, the sky's the limit. You could be an amazing player. And Jamie's like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I get that. Yep. He goes to leave for the night and he walks out of the locker room and two guys from the other team walk past him and are just like dogging out Richmond. And Trent Krim comes up behind him and says, hey, um, what happened today? And Jamie says, well, and he's like, he tries to take the high road. Yep, I'm 111. It's not all about me. But then he gets pissed off and says, you know what? I'll tell you some shit. And like just rips off about there and they're having a party and they're celebrating. We just lost. What kind of coaching is that? Then at the very end, we see Ted getting ready for the day and he is making the biscuits. He's I just got chills. I can't. He makes them. He packages them in these sweet little pink boxes and ties them And he them wears up. that apron and he is the cutest thing that ever lived oh i have just my heart oh <sighs> just oh so God. adorable and then the one other thing is that higgins sends rebecca the pictures that the paparazzi person got oh, of yeah. ted and keely and she almost has a change of heart about publishing them but then she sees a news report about that girlfriend that had come forward and she's like no nope, release them we're destroying this team and tosses the armored man over her shoulder like he's garbage so yeah Okay, we are rolling on to episode three. This one is titled Trent Krim, the Independent. Okay, we are at Rebecca's house and she's getting ready for work. She's looking through all the tabloids, very excited, but no picture of Ted and Keeley. So she's like, she says, Siri, call shithead, and it calls Higgins, and Higgins is literally in her phone as shithead, which I think <laughs> is hilarious. So he's at home, but he rushes in after getting the call. He has a hundred sons. Let's talk about the fact that he yes. has a hundred kids. Uh-huh, yeah. 
<laughs> he does. <laughs> she's now in the office, and Ted walks in, brings her the biscuits, and she tells him, you know, I don't have time to meet with you. He says, fine. So he is now in the office working on some strategies with Beard. Nate kind of pops in and mentions that he has an idea that might work, but he, you know, he's just like, oh, I don't, I'm not very shy, and nobody ever listens to me. And Ted says, uh, I, I'm sorry, I have a real hard time hearing people who don't believe in themselves. So Nate tells them about his idea, looks like they're going to use it. Nate is over the moon. So Keely comes in with Jamie and she sees Ted so she runs over to him and she shows him the picture on her phone of the two of them and she has a friend who works at the paper who sent this to her and says that he can hold the photo for one day but when the story hits she's freaking out like my career is going to be over my relationship is going to be over bah, whatever you have to mention that she says that yeah this picture is great but our next picture of me will be mid sneeze face <laughs> And she comes up with all these impressive possible headlines. She's like, you would not believe this country's affinity for rhyming. And then she comes up with all these headlines and she's like, he's like, wow, Keely's got rhymes. And she's like, yeah, I'm cute as a butt and I can rhyme my ass off. I'm like, I love her. So Rebecca and Higgins are in Rebecca's office and she is pissed that the story isn't running today. And lo and behold, here come Keely and Ted to talk to them about this situation. Rebecca says, no worries. I know the owner of the paper. I'll make a call and take care of everything. And so everybody's like, "Woo, relieve, over with, great. And when Ted and Keely leave, Rebecca's like, oh my God, Higgins, can they trace that picture back to me? And he's like, um... Actually, yeah, BTK, they can. And she's like, she's like, you didn't use a burner phone or an alias. Uh, And he's like, I'm not a spy, Rebecca. And I laughed so hard. So they're at practice. They're running Nate's play, and it works great. And Nate's play is that they fake like they're going to pass it to Jamie, but they actually pass it to Sam, and then Sam makes the goal. Jamie, not a fan of this play because he's not front and center and he's an asshole and wants to be number one anyway in the locker room some of the guys are still ribbing on nate and roy just looks so annoyed about it ted comes in and he tells them that it was a great practice and he leaves but before he leaves he tells them that there's a gift for you in your lockers and their books and no one appreciates this at all they're just like oh you know whatever is some stupid book and i think jamie even throws his away because it's jamie and but they all get books about themselves well which i'm not there books. yet sorry god don't talk to me <laughs> So Ted is in his office. Roy goes in to tell him that, hey, Jamie and his rat boys is what he calls them, are picking on Nate. And Ted says, all right, I'm not going to do anything about it. And Roy is so pissed. But you can see on Ted's face he is doing this on purpose because he wants Roy to get pissed about this. And Ted says to Beard, the first domino that needs to fall is right inside that man's heart. I love Ted. Did you you didn't mention the butterfinger? That's the thing that made my kids what, like, what, what? cry with laughter. So okay, so Roy goes to Ted for help without picking on Nate. Ted says he's he's not stopping it because if he's learned anything from playgrounds, it's it. One, if Ronnie Fouch offers you a candy bar, you run because that that little son of a gun pooped inside a butterfinger wrapper. <laughs> Couple people ate it. <laughs> 
And two, if a teacher tells you not to pick on someone, it'll only make it worse. Right. So that's why he's not stepping in with Nate. Oh, that freaking Butterfinger rapper. So Roy storms off to talk to Jamie about picking on Nate. But Jamie's a dick, so he was like, yeah, I'll tell these guys to knock it off. But actually, he tells them to keep doing it. So Rebecca and Ted are talking now, and she says that she spoke to the owner of the Sun, and Ted's like, "You talk to God," and <laughs> Ted, <laughs> but Ted is thrilled because the picture's going to be kept out of the paper. But in exchange, she has decided to grant the independent an exclusive interview with Ted, which is going to be done by Trent Krim. Trent comes to practice to start the day with Ted, so they can you know become buddy buddy, I guess, and. Trent is not impressed that Ted is using a play that the kit boy, and the kit boy is Nate, which is like an equipment manager type situation. Trent, not impressed. You have to say that they're, they're running that play, and Jamie's pissed about the decoy because it's not funny. And Roy says, I disagree. It's funnier than Step Brothers. The scene where the bunk bed collapses used to be the funniest things I've ever seen until I saw this play. <laughs> <laughs> I love Roy. I love Roy now. I do, too. I do, too. He's grown on me so hard. So, after practice in the locker room, those asshole guys, the rat boys or whatever, are still picking on Nate, and Roy has had it. And he goes out to find Jamie to rip him a new one, but he finds Keeley instead. And (laughs) she is, like, making fun of Roy and doing impressions of him. And she's like, my name's Roy Kent, and I get played to play a game, but I'm mad all the time. And Roy's like, actually, that was a pretty good impression. And it was. It was a pretty good impression. I love that he says your boyfriend is a prick. And she's like, didn't your last girlfriend steal your Rolex and sell it for drug money? He's like, I don't need a phone and a watch, (laughs) Keely. It's fine. (laughs) So... Ted is getting ready to go to a school to talk to some kids, and Trent is going to tag along. Meanwhile, Keely has brought Rebecca a gift. It's a cactus. It's strong and prickly, just like her. And all of a sudden, she's sitting on Rebecca's couch. They're shooting the shit. And Rebecca is talking about the paparazzi, I guess, and how they treat women and talking about how... She had a picture of her boobs taken from a helicopter one time. And Keely's like, well, I totally have to see that. And she's like, no, no. And then she's like, okay. And she finds it. And Keely's like, holy shit, Rebecca. Those are your real boobs. They're fantastic. And Rebecca does have fantastic boobs. Her whole body is just amazing. So at the school now, the principal introduces Ted as Ed, and the kids are very unimpressed until he brings in Roy, who was like, all right, forget all this talk nonsense. Let's go outside and play soccer. Actually, he says something. I think he Have says a proper, fuck or something. proper yeah. fuck about. Fuck about. And the kids are like, oh, okay, yeah. And his niece goes to school here, and she is so freaking adorable. <laughs> and she's also a soccer shark because she kicks that ball right into Ned's face. Ned's. <laughs> That's a different show. Ted's nose, and she just laughs about it. So they're leaving the school now, and Roy snaps at Ted that he's sick of his mind games and his gifts and what even is a wrinkle in time? Because that's the book that Ted put in his locker. And Trent tells him it's about a girl struggling with being a leader as she journeys through space. Roy just kind of looks at him, side-eyes him, and just storms off. Well, he asks, am I supposed to be the little girl? (laughs) Yes. And Ted says, I'd like you to be. (laughs) So Ted and Trent decide to go get something to eat. 
They go to an Indian place, and they go there because Ollie, the guy who picked them up in the cab from the airport, works there, and I guess it's his dad's restaurant. Ted orders it like, you know, you make it just like authentic for me. I want the real experience. And Trent is like, oh my God, he takes one bite of this food. He's like, I, I, I cannot eat that. Ted, he's like, I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to eat for both of them. And Trent wants to know why Ted is here. Why is he doing this? Does he realize how important this team is to the community? And Ted says, yes, I do. I'm doing it because I love coaching and I love helping the players be the best version of themselves and give them someone who believes in them. And then he says, is my tongue still in my mouth because I'm about to hallucinate from all the heat and I have eaten stuff that hot and Mm -hmm. I, I, I relate. So Trent leaves and Ted says he enjoyed the day and Trent is like, wow, you really mean that? And you can tell that throughout this day, Trent is coming around to the fact that Ted is really here to do the best job that he can with this team. He's, he's winning Trent over. Cut to Roy reading A Wrinkle in Time to his niece, and he reads this part that says, it has to be me, it can't be anybody else, and then he yells, fuck, because he gets it. And what Ted is trying to tell him, that he has to be the leader. Because these books that Ted has picked out, they weren't just stuff he picked off a shelf randomly at some used bookstore. He picked a book for every person that like had a specific message for that person. And I wish I had written down, or did we even I get did. to see? Yeah, okay. Jamie's was The Beautiful and the Damned. Okay. Which I thought. Do you know anything about that book? I don't. I think it's F. Scott Fitzgerald, but I could be wrong. I just, I just went off the title, but I was like, yep, that seems about right. So I just think that's wonderful. Um, anyway, Rebecca's phone rings. It says shithead, which is <laughs> when you figure out that he really is called shithead in her phone. And he tells her he has an advanced copy of the article. It's called Wayward Ted. And it's actually a really nice article about Ted. And he reads it to her. Like, we hear his voice reading this to Rebecca as we see Ted walking around town. He's talking to the locals. And Roy barges into a nightclub and he headbutts some dude as he makes his way over it's one to of the, Jamie. It's one of his lackeys from the team. One of those yeah. rat boys. Yeah. As he makes his way over to Jamie, who's sitting there with Keely, and he says, stop messing with Nate. I don't know which one of you I nutted because I don't see so well at night anymore, but that goes for <laughs> all of you. And we had to... Re- rewind that three times because the way he says nutted i could not figure out what he was saying i had to to turn on the captions i listened to it three times before i was like fuck it turn on the captions so the article ends with trent saying that he thinks ted will fail and richmond will be embarrassed but he meaning trent won't gloat over it like he maybe beforehand would have been like yeah fuck richmond and ted's an idiot but he's like, I do think they're going to fail. But when they do, I'm, I'm going to actually be kind of bummed about it because Ted is a great guy. And finally, the spicy food makes its revenge on Ted. Waha. What I love at the nightclub is that Roy picks up a bottle of vodka and takes like a swig of it. And he's like, ugh, vanilla vodka. You're such a child. And Keely <laughs> looks at him like, mm, mm, like, wow. And I was like, yeah, honey, I see it too. We're all in on a Keely and Roy thing. Yep. Moving on. This one's for the children. The children of the world. Okay. So episode four. 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 (laughs) Four. Episode four is for the children. 
it begins with the team losing again, and the players are sniping at each other because they're just so upset. Sam comes up to Jamie and apologizes for missing a play, and Jamie says, no worries, but I'd like to give you some advice. Get a time machine, and before your mom fucks your dad, fly her to Argentina, drop her on Maradona's cock, and so she could actually create somebody who could actually play soccer. And it was so rude, but it was very well thought out burn. And there you go. And Roy has just had it. He is just over this because Sam is like salt of the earth. So sweet. So Roy and Jamie go to throw down and Ted and Beard jump in. And Ted says, first rule of my fight club is there's no fight club. We're not having it. Rebecca is in her office and she's planning a charity function and she's making table assignments and she's talking about where people will sit and she makes some really sick burns on these couple uh, society ladies. And she's like, okay, table four is the boring table. And Hickens is like, I'm seated there. And she's like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Out on the field, Ted and Beard and Nate are talking about how divided the team is and they're comparing it to West Side Story. And Nate says he was understudy for Anita in high school. (laughs) Sure. And Rebecca shouts out the window from the top of her office, Ted, I need to know who your plus one is to the event. And he's like, he like points at Beard and she's like, nope, Beard has a plus one. And he's like, oh, um, well. And she also tells Beard that he can't have chicken and steak. He has to pick one. He wrote down he was going to take both. And he's like, you know what? Nate's going to be my plus one. And she's like, okay. So he goes up to her office and she's got this whole rack of dresses and she's looking for a dress to wear. He asks, can Roy and Jamie be seated at my table and let's all sit together? You know, because we got to work some things out. She's like, yeah, fine, whatever. And then Higgins comes in and tells her that the musical guest, Robbie Williams, has canceled. I freaking love Robbie Williams. Do you know who know he is? is? Do you know who he is? Oh, yeah. Okay. I love him. <laughs> haven't seen him in a while, but I love him. I know. I haven't even- so um, she, she makes it Higgins' mission because the party is that night is he's got to find someone better than Robbie Williams, who has just canceled. We see Jamie is at his house, and he's getting into a suit. And um, I'm sorry, I don't like Jamie, but oh, he, <laughs> oh, he looked good in that suit. He just got waxed, clearly. Oh, my Lord. Okay, he gets into a suit, and he's dressed. He has a shirt on. He looks nice. And he's telling Keely it doesn't feel like him because there's no hoods, no zips, or graffiti. He calls it graffiti. 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 <laughs> and... <laughs> and But he is working that suit. Keely gets distracted for a second and she turns around and he's taking off his shirt and he's just putting the jacket on over top of it because he's a fashion progeny, progeny, he says, which I thought was so funny because he's so stupid. Ted is outside his apartment and the same street musician is always outside his apartment. He gives him a little bit of money and Nate shows up to pick Ted up for their date just while Ted is making an awkward voicemail to his shrew of a wife, which I'm just going to refer to her as shrew of a wife right now. <laughs> And Nate is, like, in the hugest, like, weirdest suit. He's like, and he's like, um, get that suit, Nate. And he's like, yeah, they're really expensive. It's really expensive to buy one, so I just figured I'd wear my dad's. And Ted's like, um, we're going to make a stop on our way there. No biggie. (laughs) So they go to the gala, and the players are going through the press line, and the dicks that always pick a Nate are hamming it up. I love that Sam goes to the press line, and he's saying, Thank you. Thank you. What are your names? I know. <laughs> he's so, so And then he's trying to call it out. Okay, so you're so you're Jerry and you're Tom. <laughs> oh, Sam, I love you. And, you know, of course, Jamie and Keely show off and they're hamming it up. And then Rebecca comes in and she is dressed. She is stunning. No matter what she does, mm-hmm. she is like 100 feet tall. She's got the best boobs on the planet. She is just 
in her arms. Like, they call her action uh-huh. figure arms. She's, ooh, she's fabulous. She walks in, but she's upset because, okay, but the, the deal with this gala is that her and Rupert have run it every year. And this is her first year running it alone since Rupert is a dick and he's gone. And she's put this gown on, but she feels like it is too young for her and... Like, she's just totally uncomfortable. She's, like, kind of, like, creeping out of this press line trying to get out of it because they're taking pictures of her. And Keely comes up to her and whispers in her ear, put one leg in front of the other, put your hand on your hip like it's a claw. That's the way you stand that's the most flattering. And then she goes, walks around and goes behind the photographers and shouts, look at her, she's fucking fit! (laughs) So they're all like, oh yeah, and that makes, and of course makes Rebecca laugh. And then she gets just a stunning picture because she's stunning no matter what, she shouldn't even think about it. And she twirls around like, yep, that's right, I'm, I'm fabulous. So inside, Nate is in a great suit that Ted must have bought him, I assume. Mm-hmm. And Beard is here with his date. Her name is Jane, and he met her at his Friday night chess club. And I just freaking love them both. Roy shows up, and he goes through the press line, and he just walks through and says, No, fuck off. No, fuck off to them. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to see where he's sitting, and he's pissed off because he has to sit next to Jamie. And Ted says, hey, yeah, I parent trapped you. No big thing. You have two have split my locker room. And when it comes to my locker room, I like them like my mother's bathing suit in one piece. <laughs> and he's like, you don't have to be friends to be great teammates. Look at Shaq and Kobe. Kobe LeBron. Kobe LeBron. And he's like, mu- he said they didn't like each other, but they had mutual respect. And oddly enough, I just listened to an interview with Shaq out of nowhere. And that's pretty much what he just said. Wow. Random. I know. But I'm just saying. So Rebecca is kind of over at the bar and she's working on her speech. And Ted's like, yeah, right? You're nervous? He's like, first thing you need to do is make fun of yourself right away. And she's like, what? Like, what should I say? What's funny about me that I should say? And he's like, um, uh, you know what? (laughs) Never mind. And just walks away because he can't do it. No, he's not touching that one. No. So Rebecca takes the stage and announces, I guess this is a thing that the players are up for auction. So you get like a night with a player. And all of a sudden, this guy in this white Tux walks in and it's Rupert, but it's also fucking Giles from Buffy the Vampire yep, Slayer. It sure is. Oh, Anthony Stewart Head, is that in his name? Ugh. And I, all my notes say what with a thousand question marks. <laughs> but he is here. He says he's crashing the party because he wants to help. And you can see Rebecca is immediately like, oh, God, why is he here? I'm not over him. This is awful. No, this is just mm. awful. So she seats him at table four. There's plenty of room at table four for you, which is the boring table. (laughs) (laughs) Nate is at the bar getting a drink and all the the stupid rat boys are giggling. And Nate says, can we not tonight? And you just get me twice tomorrow. You know, I'm in a nice suit. (laughs) One of the guys goes, it's cool. Roy says we can't. He headbutted me. I'm still dizzy half the time. Doctors told me not to drink. (laughs) And then takes a big old swing. (laughs) He's like, look, look, look. (laughs) And I was like, oh, So at the table, Jamie's eating like a toddler and spills soup on his chest, which burns his nipple because he's not wearing a shirt. And Roy and Keely laugh at him. And an older lady comes up to him and says she's going to be bidding for him tonight. And Roy says, if she bids over $3,000, you are going to have to fuck her. And he's like, is that right? He turns to Keely, is that right? She's like, well, you'll at least have to finger her. And Jamie's like, oh, you guys are assholes and storms off. This was a really fun scene to watch with my kids, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, of course, is just like, ugh. And Ted asks him, what were you like when you were 23 and you were making all this crazy money? And he's like, oh... I was just like him. That was me at 23. And Ted says, you know what? They say youth is wasted on the young. Don't let the wisdom of age be wasted on you. 
And he's like, I just come up with that. Wasn't that good? That was a good one. <laughs> All of a sudden, Roy is sitting there and he looks and Nate is so close to his face. It's like ridiculous. And he's like, um, I just want to say thank you for talking to the boys. And Roy's like, why is your face so close to mine? He's like, my plan was to hug you, but I chickened out just now. And then gives him this big hug and like runs away. I freaking love it. Oh, God. So Rebecca introduces Ted to Rupert and Rupert says he hates what that, the you know, oh, good to meet you. I hate that my team has lost the two matches. And Rebecca's like, it's my team, not yours. Rebecca tells Rupert, why don't you do the auction since, you know, you want to be here. It's your favorite thing to do. Because she just wants to, doesn't want to deal with him. And he looks her up and down and says, look at you in that dress. It's very youthful. Good for you for going out looking like that. Just knowing immediately what her insecurity was. Oh, mm-hmm. and Ted is just clocking this off. Like, he's taking it all in. Rupert says to Ted, tough year for her. Is she okay? And Ted says, yeah, other than the musical guest, I guess, canceled for tonight. And Rupert says, oh, I can text Robbie and get him here. Let me know if she can't find anybody else. And Ted's like, oh, yeah, that's that'd be great. I'll let her know. And then orders a triple, <laughs> not a double, <laughs> a triple of Jack on the Rocks. Like, this night is just only going to get better. This is a long-ass episode, sorry. Rupert begins the auction, and Jamie, of course, is up first. He asks Kiggly to bid on him because he doesn't want the old lady to win, and she says, no, she'll look pathetic. But the old lady bids five, Keely bids six, and then this other young, beautiful woman bids ten, and it's back and forth, and Keely is pissed. She ends up spending 25 grand, and, like, she kind of mouths to Jamie that he owes her because she just (laughs) paid for him. Ted goes outside, and he finds Rebecca, and she's crying. And she's, like, upset, and he asks her, you ever taken a ride on one of those bicycle rickshaws? They look fun. And she's like, no, I don't want to go away. (laughs) And then she's like, um, she just, like, gets into it. She's like, I used to think Rupert's blunt honesty was great, but now I see it's the cruelest way of hiding his own securities. He'd tell me what to wear and eat, and I listened, and now I'm alone, just like he said I would be if I left him, and I don't want to be alone. And I was like, she was humanized, you know, Mm -hmm. and Ted hugs her, and I love him so because she's so not a hugger. She doesn't want anything to do with that. And at that exact moment, the rickshaw comes up like, hey, you guys look cute. Why don't you get in? And she's like, no, go away. And Rebecca hugs Ted back. The whole thing in this episode is she's like, I'm not a hugger. And she hugs him back. And she says, you know what? No matter what he does, everybody in there just loves him. Talking about Rupert. And he's like, I don't, I don't know how to make it better. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go back inside. Are you going to come in? She's like, no, I look like Robert Smith after he's woken up from a nap. And I was like, the cure. My heart. My 90s heart. Roy finds Jamie at the bar and says when he was coming up, there's an old geezer who was always shitting on him. And the only way they got through it was to say everything they hate about each other. So let's do that. So he says to Jamie, I know I should pass to you, but you're so ignorant. You're so ignorant. Ignorant. Arrogant. It makes me want to puke. And Jamie says he used to have a poster of Roy on his wall when he was younger and hates how he expects everyone to kiss his ring. And they both agree that, yep, you know, I could be that way. Yep. And I'm arrogant. And that's the way I went. So they say cheers and they smile like, okay, we've kind of worked this out. Ted happens to pass Rupert at his table and Rupert says, hey, so how's it going with the musical guest? You guys find anybody yet? Ted says, it just occurred to me. If you could text Robbie so easily and tell him to come, you could have just as easily texted him and told him not to come, right? Rupert's like, well, well, that would make me a real piece of shit, huh? And I was like, yeah, we all know that you are, Rupert. Yeah, it would. So then Ted asks Heaven, he says, come on, Higgins, we're going on an adventure. And Higgins gags. (laughs) 
because <laughs> he just can't handle oh, the niceness. that's too much stress. Yeah. <laughs> too much niceness. So Rebecca is in the bathroom and Keely comes in and she can see that, you know, Rebecca's upset. And Rebecca says, thanks for the tip on how to stand. The pictures have already hit the press and they're great. Thank you for doing that for me. And she's like, and I feel like I should tell you that the other woman bidding on Jamie was his other plus one for tonight. So, oh, he's a little shit. And even Keely says, cheeky little prick. And then she takes a drink of of Rebecca's drink. And she's like, when I was 18, I dated a footballer that was 23. Now I'm almost 30 and still dating a 23-year-old footballer. And she's like, they're fun, simple, rich, thick. And Rebecca says, are they accountable? I was married to a man for 12 years who never took responsibility for any of them. And then she kind of hands her the drink and leaves. And so Keely returns to the table. And this other woman that had been bidding on Jamie is sitting in her seat. And introduces herself as Bex. And Keely, oh, to her credit, says, hi, how are you? I'm Keely. Nice to meet you. And then the girl leaves. And Keely's like, is she your new girlfriend? And Jamie's like, no, it's all part of the branding plan. Two women bidding on me makes me look irresistible. And then Roy is about to be auctioned off. And I would bid the shit out of same. Roy. And Jamie's, Jamie's like, oh, you. he's like, you look so jealous. It was so cool. And Keely's like, you think jealousy is cool? And he's like, I don't know. I don't get jealous. So <laughs> Keely immediately starts bidding $1,000 on Roy. And Keely and Jamie start fighting. And then she storms off. And the old lady bids on Roy and wins him for $6,000. And, of course, then Rupert has to swoop in and say, he's personally donating £1 million to the charity. Golf claps. Yeah. So that's the way that Rebecca has made her goal for the night. And then some. Like, obviously, she couldn't have done it without him. And then he stops and and starts hitting on this Bex girl. So, without a musical guest, Rebecca is kind of shitting herself. This whole night is in the toilet. And Rupert apparently has saved the day, which makes it look even worse. Mm -hmm. Ted shows up with the Dirty Street musician from earlier and introduces him as his undiscovered mega talent. His name is Cam Cole. And Rebecca's like, okay, so what the fuck am I supposed to do with him? You know, what am I supposed to do with this, this, like, street performer? And she's like, the hell with it. This is Cam somebody. (laughs) And he starts playing, and everyone is immediately into it. I don't know if this is a song that people know. I don't, it seemed like they all kind of knew it. it, Or just, it was good. It was not saying it wasn't Mm -hmm. bad. Sam immediately gets up and just starts breaking it down. And Higgins loses his mind on the dance floor. It's awesome. (laughs) Jamie is pissed and gets up and leaves. His beard is dancing like it's a mosh pit. The crowd goes wild. Rupert leaves with Bex and says, see you next year. And Ted turns to Rebecca and says, you think you're the only one who could see who he really is, but you are not. And I was like, I just got chills again. I loved it. I love him. I loved that. Well, and Beard ends up leaving because his girlfriend was mad at him that he wouldn't go out and dance with her. He was too obsessed with the chess game they were having in their heads. Uh, (laughs) So weird. And then Jamie comes back and apologizes to Keely. And she asks if he even knows what he's apologizing for. And then Roy comes over and says, hey, don't make me a prop in your little fights. It made me feel like an idiot. And Keely's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And James like, no one was bidding on you anyways. Fuck off. And he's like, why are you saying sorry to him? And she's like, because being accountable matters. We're done. And I was like, yes. I freaking love you. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I love that Keely pulls a total Catherine and reaches over the bar and grabs two bottles. Oh, my God. I thought exactly that same thing. (laughs) She was Catherine from from a teacher. Yes. 
She walks out of the gala and she sees Rebecca and she's like, looks at Rebecca and she's got her arm loads of bottles and she's like, do you want to like get really drunk? Rebecca's like, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Ted's listening to a voicemail and his wife and son are telling him they're going to come out next weekend. And he asked Beard what happened with this chess uh, friend. And he's like, I did it again. Put the game before the dame. <laughs> and then at the exact moment, we see Rebecca and Keely go by in a rickshaw riding off like Thelma and Louise. And I freaking love the two of them together. I love it too. Oh, so good. That was really long and really, really long. Apologies. That's okay. That's okay. But I think that we should stop it here and we can pick up next time with five, six, seven. Yeah. Does that sound like playing? Five, six, okay. seven, eight. Five, six, seven, and eight. And we'll do more Ted. All right. Well, I think that went well. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it's not too much, and but it's just enough. Yeah. All right. That was episodes two, three, and four of Ted Lasso. And we will come back next week with, we'll see how many episodes we get through next time. It's just like a mystery for you and for us. It's fun. So let me think if there's any other housekeeping we need to take care of. No new reviews. Lots of new downloads, though, so that's Yay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. If you would like to tell us what book you think Ted would have given you. Nice. Yeah. Why don't you think on that for a little while? And you can tell us at several different locations. And where are those, Tiffany? Oh, let's see. Um, you shocked me. Um, you, <laughs> you could email us. I never asked. I you know. That. You could email email us your book titles at that so original podcast at gmail.com. You can send them to us on Twitter at that so pod, Facebook and Instagram at that so original podcast. You can like and review us on iTunes. Put that in your review. Hey, my book would be this. Follow us on what is it, Stitcher and Spotify. Mm-hmm. And all the things. Even if you don't want to give us your book, give us your awkward period stories, give us your awkward diary stories. Um, funny pet names. Funny pet names. Oh, uh, yeah. We want to like, hear I from mean... you. What are your thoughts on Regagent leaving Bridgerton? Yeah. Yeah. Regagent. Why? Where are you going, buddy? Oh, I just knocked into my table. He was really the best thing about yeah. the show. So good for him for using that as a little diving board to jump to the next level love you reggae Jean. i think he could do a lot of things i really think they made him more one note as simon and right. honestly i'm glad that he's not just continuing to be pigeonholed in that role because i think he could do a lot of things i'm 100 believe that that story is done it played out that's it why do we need to go any further with that yeah Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk in your vicinity next time. Bye! Bye! Truth bomb. Boom. Boom.